The decision hasn't come lightly. I mean, I have, for the sort of last 10 years, wanted this. Worth every shot with Yaz. I kind of did hope that in my 30s I might meet somebody, but it hasn't worked out that way for me. Hello, Yasmin here and welcome to this week's episode of Worth Every Shot. And this week is actually National Fertility Week. And with that in mind, I gathered a few fertility facts that really will hit home to some of us listening. Fact one, infertility affects men and women equally. Fact two, infertility is not an inconvenience. It is a disease of the reproductive system that impairs the body's ability to perform the basic function of reproduction. Fact three, a regular or abnormal ovulation accounts for approximately 25% of all female infertility problems. So we know we really are not alone. Now also this week there was a news story that really did make me quite emotional actually and I was really happy to read that Co-op's chief executive has said that she wants to create a supportive environment for her employees. She's actually undergone fertility treatment herself so knows what it's like firsthand. So staff at the Co-op will be able to take paid time off for fertility treatments. Amazing stuff. And get this, this policy will provide paid time off to attend medical appointments, including people using a surrogate. And the measures also extend to partners wanting to accompany those going to appointments for a fertility treatment with paid leave for up to 10 appointments per cycle and for up to three cycles of fertility treatment. That is amazing and alleviating a bit of stress from what is already a very stressful situation. Now, later, I'm going to be joined by Caroline, one of my best friends, who has her very own IVF story to share. But first, in the last instalment, I was talking about implications counselling, which does provide a safe place to explore what treatment will involve and the implications, what they are for you. But if you're using donated eggs or sperm, then implications counselling is routine before you start your treatment. I did mine over Zoom with a lovely lady who covered every basis. In fact, there were things that I really hadn't thought about. So very beneficial. I also remember asking the counsellor how many sessions I would have to have and I was just kind of sort of champing at the bit to move this journey along as fast as I could. And her answer was, how long is a piece of string, Yasmin? Fair enough. She didn't know me from Adam, but we did chat for over an hour and it was so helpful. And you can hear more about it towards the end of the next instalment from my vlog. It's been a while since I've done uh, an update. Quite a lot has been happening Um I'm still trying to whittle down the seven donors that I've, uh, you know, I've kind of got down to the seven donors I need to get down to one, obviously. Um, so still doing that with that help from a lot of my friends and my mum as well. And tomorrow is a big day in the journey because I'm going for, well, I'm calling it, it's a tubal, tubal test, I think is how you pronounce it. But the actual real name for it is a hysterosalopinogram. <laughs> something like that HSG for short and basically this is uh, um, I'm really nervous about it but it's a, a basic procedure to see if your fallopian tubes are open um, because if they're blocked then I can't do IUI which is what I ho- I'm hoping to do I really do want to do that um, IUI um, so I'll find out I don't know if I'll find out tomorrow um, but basically I have to put some dye in uh, to see if your fallopian tubes are, are are open. So I'm very nervous about that. And I get to meet the fertility doctor, which is quite nice, though, because I've had a conversation with him over the phone, but I've not met him. So I'm very much looking forward to meeting him tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, so then just still trying to 
pick one donor and it's really difficult, it really is. Um, so I'm, I'm in the middle of doing that. I probably will have one by the end of the week, I think, and it'll be time to order, place an order and get um, stuff sent to the fertility clinic um, and ready for uh, hopefully IUI. Um, and obviously I can only do IUI if uh, everything is okay with my fallopian tubes, which I hope I do find out tomorrow. Um, but if not, I'll find out in due course and then, uh, you know, make, make, make plans. Oh, I'm so excited and uh, nervous and excited. And it's just such a unique journey. I, I mean, it's just amazing. It has been from day one just to, to you know, I, I'm sure everybody's been in a position where they've been speaking about something for so, so long. But then when you finally actually start making plans and you start putting things into practice and, and action it's great such a good feeling um so yeah and i've had my i think i did maybe say in the last video that i have had my um implications counseling and uh, the woman was absolutely lovely and she did she sort of um did talk me through a lot of things that maybe i didn't think about so it was really good actually it was really beneficial and um just you know she was just asking me loads of questions that I, you know, I, I felt kind of on the spot, and but, but it was good because she had to do that. She has to do that. She has to sort of make me see or think about everything, really, think, you know, all the implications of, of, of going about it this way. Um, but it would never change. Like, the, I, I know in my heart I'm doing the right thing. So it's, you know, it was, she wasn't there to change my mind. She was just there to just, like, really be realistic and honest and you know she did say um how will you feel if this doesn't work and i said well obviously i will be devastated but at the same time i'll just have to accept it and know that i've done i think that's it i would regret not trying um so i'll feel good that i've tried and she did say, yeah, it's when you get, it's the, the journey to the acceptance. And I, I don't know, that it will be a tough journey if, if, if that's the way it goes for me. But you know what? I, I'll have tried and that's the, that's all I can do. And I think that that will help me accept because I have tried. You know, I haven't just spoken about it. I, I, I'm putting things into practice. And if it doesn't work out for me, well, it's not meant to be. But um, I hope it does. Well, you can find out how I got on with those tubule tests next week. But right now, please welcome my guest, Caroline, who's actually one of my best friends. I think this might be a first interviewing one of my close friends. And well, someone who also knows the world of IVF and what can be a bumpy road whilst trying to become a parent. Welcome to the podcast, Caroline. Hello, thank you. So good to speak to you. <laughs> now, <laughs> and it's funny because I remember us being in a restaurant in Stirling, this is a while back now, and I do remember you telling me, you talking me through some of your journey, and it's funny because I didn't know that world at all. Didn't know the world, and now, well, I'm right in among it. But um, let, let's sort of take you back to sort of just before your fertility journey. You, you met your other half, John. You got married. I was there on the day bridesmaid duties. <laughs> <laughs> what were the, the plans for starting a family? Um, well, I suppose we just thought we'd well, get married, go on some nice holidays and then, you know, hopefully have a family. But, um, and we did all that. We got married and we went on really good holidays and then we thought, oh, you know, we'll maybe start thinking about having a family. And then we, you know, we started that kind of journey of let, let's, let's have, you know, let's, let's try, you know, try and, and see what happens. And then, um, 
you know, we tried and we tried for maybe a couple of years and nothing happened. So that's when we thought, oh, we maybe need a bit more assistance. So a couple of years into it, then you're thinking, considering other options for starting a family. And I mean, how easy did you sort of think it was going to be to get pregnant? Because for me, I, I you know, a lot of people make it look easy and you get you know, at school, you're always worried, you know, you get taught it's going to be so, like you make, you, you think it's going to be easy, you don't realise it's not. That's it. You, you never think, you know, because you, you never think it's not going to work. You just think, all oh, right, well, let's just let's just try and, you know, see what happens. But you don't think it wouldn't work, cause there were, you know, if there was no real health issues on both sides initially that we knew about. So, um, you know, so we went to the doctor and said, oh, we've been trying for so long. And so then they say, well, you know, try a wee bit longer. So they send you back trying again and then... Um, they said, oh, if you don't, have, you know, there's a cut off, you know, maybe try for the next year, another year. So another year went past um, and they said, <clears throat> then we'll maybe take, you know, get you a hospital appointment, get you checked out by gynecology. or So we had to go through that process. And that's all time consuming because they say, oh, try for another year. By the time that happens, then you've got to try and get on a waiting list for the hospital to get in there for them to then check you over and do all the tests. So, so I mean, that, even that took another couple of years. Um, and we were in our mid-30s at that point. So I, f- I felt that myself. You know, I, I thought, and you've, you hear, I was going to talk a bit about this, actually, because somebody said something to me and I felt, oh, my goodness, you know, they, they'd said, oh, I thought, you know, you'd be pregnant by now. And I thought, wait a minute, you know, there's so many hurdles and I might never get there. But, you know, people who don't understand, uh, you know, kind of, what you're going through can sometimes sort of say insensitive things. Now, granted, they don't mean to be insensitive. I'm no. sure of that. Uh, did you come across any? Oh yeah, um, but it's so difficult for other people. It's, it's just not. It's just not an easy thing at all. And and on this journey, you know, you meet a lot of people that are actually in the same boat. And there's a lot of people that have had to go to the hospital and get checked out, go to the doctors, and you know, it's not. It isn't as straightforward as people think. Um, I mean, it is for some, you know, which is good, but others, there's just this massive journey that you have to go on and, and get through. That's it. You're so right. It's kind of like bittersweet when you find find out about other people and whatnot. And I know I've had a couple of friends actually frightened to tell me they're pregnant. It's like, come on, no, no, no. I'm seriously happy for these people, but I know where they're coming from. They're scared. They're scared to to tell me these kind of things. But so whilst going through IVF, what kind of changes did you and uh, and your partner John make? Um. Well, going through the IVF, you know, you, you take a lot of drugs and, you know, you've, you, you've got to kind of be careful, you know, what you're kind of, not, you know, you can eat what you want as mm-hmm. well, but, you know, just trying to be as healthy as possible and, and just try and do everything to make it happen. Because there's a lot of things that you don't realise. It's, it's the physical and mental um, changes that happen because you're taking all these drugs, so... You know your body changes. Um, I remember I didn't really realise until uh, I was at a wedding. You know, after some of the the treatment that I had, and I was actually really bloated, and I didn't realise at the time. But you do you're you're taking all these different drugs, and your body changes, and um, you know it's it's a lot mentally as well. You know, it takes a toll on your relationship if you're in a relationship and you're trying together. It does take a lot of pressure because there's that excitement of we're starting this journey and it's going to be, you know, what's going to entail. But there's a lot of stress with that as well and um, a lot of pressure on your relationship, definitely. It was, it was quite a hard time as well for both of us. 
Oh, it must have been, and, and and you've got the support of your partner, but there's other like ways of support. I mean, I don't know if you had, I mean, you had your friends and whatnot, and you were quite open about it, which was great, because I do remember having that meal and Sterling, you talking to me about it. And uh, I mentioned earlier on the podcast about the news that kind of broke this week of uh, the co-op chief executive giving paid days off for any members of staff going through fertility treatment. I mean, I, it blows my mind that, that she's doing that. She's gone through it herself, you see, and so she knows firsthand, and I think she's given people like 10 appointments per cycle which is absolutely amazing what do you think of that oh yeah yeah i mean my the employer that i was with at the time um they, they were fine about me going going for these appointments they didn't have any issues or they were really great actually because there's quite a lot of appointments you know when you've got all your tests and then all your checkups and um so they, they were great about it actually but um the new um, a new employer that i'm with just now actually does have um does have set you know time for fertility treatment, which is which is I've never seen that before. Actual time that you can put in your say your you know your timesheet, actual fertility sessions or fertility oh, wow. time. So that's really good. Yeah. So it just shows you that there are companies that are you know taking it on board that that is you know sometimes that's a medical thing that people need to to go to. So mm-hmm. you know there must be a recognition that there's more people having fertility treatment. That's, I'm glad yeah. it is getting recognised because, like, it's not a holiday. I mean, you know, we'll be taking time <laughs> off. You know, it's definitely not. We know that firsthand. And, um, kind of, what other sport did you get whilst undergoing IVF? Um, just the, the hospital were great. The hospital, you could phone them anytime. You could ask them for advice. They were they were really really supportive uh, through that journey. All the nurses, all the staff. Um, they were they were great, yeah. It was just uh, it is a quite a process, and and there's always there's always um, groups that you can speak to as well to give you that you know that chance to speak to other um, advisors and and people that can help you. So they were really supportive, yeah. And how many cycles did you actually undergo in the end? We were on our so under the NHS you get it was two cycles at that time, um, and we were on our second. We were on our second cycle and the last um, the last stage really so we'd, we'd taken the last of the frozen and put them away so that that was our last cycle um, that we were on so um, we do have another we do have three eggs still in storage oh do you? Oh right I didn't even know yeah. that <laughs> oh. yeah yeah there's still three there, which uh, I'm, you know I keep saying to John we need to, need to go get those eggs <laughs> <laughs> well do you know what let's just say it was all worth it, wasn't it, Caroline? <laughs> it was. I mean, there was a lot of heartache as well, you know, especially when I had a miscarriage and, you know, I was pregnant for maybe six weeks um, and then, you know, I went for the 12-week scan and then we found out that it had gone. So it was pretty, pretty hard because um, you think, you know, it's a whole new experience. You think, oh, I'm pregnant, what did I do, you know? But I suppose you blame yourself and, you know, you think, oh, what did I do wrong? I got stressed or I did this or, you know, and you do blame yourself at the time and, you know, but it's just, you know, you just have to accept that it's just one of those things and it wasn't meant to be, so... Um, so yeah, we tried again after that, and thankfully it worked. <laughs> How is Argyle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's fighting fit. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's loving school. So no, he's he's really healthy, and he's he's a great little boy. He would like another brother. brother. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, we'll wait and see. 
I will give my love to little Argyle, beautiful boy, and uh, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much to my friend Caroline for sharing some of her IVF story there. And if you would like to do the same or you may be someone in the fertility profession and you'd like to be a guest on my podcast, then please do email yaz at qradio.com. And thanks for listening. Worth every shot. 